Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Two very important days for me, yesterday and today. Yesterday, I had a very, very big breakfast along with uh, Governor Youngkin, Speaker Gilbert, a variety of members of the House of Delegates and leaders uh, in our community today, uh, meeting one-on-one for an extended period with our Secretary of Public Safety. So I should have been well-rested, but I'm here to tell you that I, I wasn't. Why? Because I had a copy, I have it in front of me now, of Bill O'Reilly's latest book, Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists. I thought, well, I've got to go to bed early. I've got to be up early. I've got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning for both of these events. And and so 11 o'clock at night, 11.30, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, i got to go to sleep, but I can't put the book down. I am so thrilled to welcome Bill O'Reilly back to this program. It's It's been too long, but he was obviously off uh, writing another bestseller. Bill, thank you so much for being here this afternoon. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me in. The uh, pleasure is always ours. Let uh, Let's start with some of the uh, the news uh, because we're hearing such skewed, phony reporting from these legacy news outlets. And then we got to talk about killing the killers. Are you Are you just spinning at the moment, looking and watching, reading the coverage of the uh, the abortion brief leak? Well, we try to stay ahead of these stories. I know what's going on. Uh, everybody was surprised by the leak. Um, but if you really examine what kind of a country we live in now, there's no loyalty anymore. There's no honesty. It's all about, you know, making, um, statements. And this was leaked by some radical progressive who is nervous that Roe v. Raid is going to go down, which is the likely outcome in June and leaked it out in, in the hopes that there would be, you know, upset and maybe riots and things like that. So that's why it all happened. The reaction is predictable. The Democrats are trying to use this issue to uh, obscure the failures of the Biden administration. That's not going to work. Um, some people might vote abortion in November in the midterms, but I would say 90 percent are going to vote economics and the border and things like that. Tell me who's really in charge in the White House these days. Ron Klain and Susan Rice are in charge. Does Joe Biden know that he's president at this point? Because he just seems He knows so- he's president, but he's not able to assess information. Yeah. So if anybody listening to us has an older relative or friend, many folks reach a point in their life where they can hear you. Mm-hmm. And if you say, hey, it's going to rain in an hour, they're going to say, okay, I'll get an umbrella. But if you're going to say something uh, complicated to them, like if you don't enforce border law, then you're going to have an uptick in narcotics trafficking that's going to kill 200,000 Americans a year, then 10 minutes later, the person's not going to remember that. You see what I mean? I do. That's where Biden is. 
he can live in the moment with a big assistance from his wife, who's there by his side almost all day. I understand the White House. But he can't really project out what his policies are doing. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't know why inflation's out of control. Well, we all know why, because he attacked the fossil fuel industry, jacked up the futures oil market, and that translates into retail prices a month later. That's why. Does he understand that? No. And that's pretty frightening. It's terrifying. It's it's absolutely chilling. Now, he doesn't understand it. Those who are behind the scenes, as you just mentioned, they certainly have to know what's going on, but they're not concerned about it, are they? Well, I think they are, sure. I think the Democratic Party knows they're looking at Armageddon in uh, in November. Um, but Klain and Rice are committed progressive liberals. And they put abortion, climate change, um, socialistic economic policies at the top of their list, not efficient governance. So it's an ideological administration. We really haven't seen that. Obama was kind of, but he didn't want a lot of problems. And we write about this in Killing the Killers. So Obama got embarrassed by the ISIS rise in Iraq after Obama pulled all the U.S. troops out, which was a terrible mistake. Mm -hmm. And he was embarrassed by that. So he did then unleash a very aggressive war against ISIS. Uh, Nothing like Trump did, but Obama was pretty tough on them in the last couple of years because they embarrassed him. But Biden's not in that crew. Biden doesn't understand, you know, how much pain Americans are going through because of his economic decisions. He doesn't understand it. It is painful, and that is exactly the right word, and it's something that uh, folks will see as they go to BillOReilly.com, and I urge people to do this. We always uh, talk about that, the resources that are there, the uh, selection of the killing books, uh, a big event coming up on Tuesday, May the 10th at 9 o'clock for your your premium and concierge members, and I'm going to have you talk about that in just a moment, but... It is the pain bill. It is it is a collection of folks like me who grew up as Scoop Jackson Democrats who are now driving to the pumps and saying, I, I can't afford to fill up the pickup truck and then go to to do electrical work or plumbing work. And it's just it's impacting every real family in America. There's no doubt about it. I mean, last night and I'm not a whiner. I'm very lucky in my life and uh, my career. I've earned a lot of money. But I'm sitting there, and I'm putting gas in my car, and it's $75. And I just have a sedan. I don't have some big, you know, rig. And I'm going, and, and when I'm doing it, Jeff, when I'm putting the the gas in my car, and I'm watching the price go up on the machine, Biden's picture pops in my mind. You know, I mean, that, and that I think most people are like that. It's like Biden did this. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> I sure did. Uh, Bill, uh, we've got to take a very quick break, and then I want to come back and talk about killing the killers. There's no doubt this is destined again for the uh, New York Times bestseller list. And I know you take great delight in forcing those pinheads to acknowledge that you sell more books than anybody else. Uh, I don't know if it's the best one. I, I still sit back. I love killing Jesus, killing the mob. I just uh, I couldn't get enough of. I'm not quite finished this one, but, but we'll talk about that in a moment. And I'll remind everybody, uh, we have Bill O'Reilly's updates throughout the course of the day. You ought to be part of Bill O'Reilly. Dot com. Uh, you can go, you can purchase Killing the Killers, you can purchase the other books, you can become part of the premium membership, the concierge membership, which is just incredible. And again, uh, if you sign up for that right now, uh, there's a special event, a live town hall meeting that Bill is going to be a part of, as I understand it, on Tuesday, May the 10th. We'll get more from our friend Bill O'Reilly just three minutes from now. It is 343, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 349, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. And absolutely glorious, I do mean glorious, Wednesday afternoon, beautiful, bright sunshine, a little bit of a breeze, pretty cool stuff. Great opportunity uh, to get outside and, and read a book. My suggestion, Killing the Killers, the latest from Bill O'Reilly. You can order it at BillOReilly.com, and uh, Bill, I'm happy to say, is with us. Bill, let's let's dive into your latest tome here, Killing the Killers. Uh, we, we've been fighting this battle for how long, really? Well, seriously, um, we've been putting resources behind tracking and killing these people after 9-11. You know, in the beginning, it was chaotic, and uh, we made some bad decisions about Iraq, and not Afghanistan so much. You had to do that uh, because that's where al-Qaeda really hatched everything out of that country, so you had to remove the Taliban. Now that the Taliban is back, al-Qaeda's back. And, you know, they're going to be a problem down the road, but our technology and weaponry is so much better now, Jeff, and that's one of the keystones of the book. It even goes to Putin. The uh, weaponry that the United States has, and a lot of that was developed and put out there under Trump, who spent a massive amount of money upgrading the military and the space weapons we have. Most people have no clue. And that is constraining Putin in Europe. If we did not have these weapons, and the Russians don't have them, neither do the Chinese, um, Putin would be a lot more aggressive than he has been. And we could take Putin off the map in about 10 minutes, but that risks a nuclear war, which is why we don't do it. Right. But for the jihadists, I mean, the Soleimani trackdown that we have in Killing the Killers will take you right through it minute by minute and how he was vaporized, actually vaporized by a drone missile. And the only thing that remained of him was a finger with a ring on it. And we have that photo in the book. Yeah, you do. And most Americans don't have any idea about our offensive capacity in war. And we are using it to degrade the jihadists, and it is extremely effective. Now, when I do these interviews, a lot of people go, well, what about homeland security and the border? And they tie that in Mm -hmm. to the war on terror, but it's separate. So uh, Mayorkas, who's the head of Homeland Security, this guy couldn't run a Motel 6. I mean, if you look at him, it just is ridiculous. 
and the border, as everybody knows, is a catastrophe. But that's the FBI's purview and Border Patrol overseas is CIA, NSA, and those people are good. And they're the same people that were there under Trump. They have not changed. And they can isolate these terrorists and then bang, they're off the face of the earth. But no one knows it because it's all classified information. So so tell me the challenges you had in writing the book, the challenges that Martin Dugard had in, in, in doing much of the research and uh, doing some of the writing to to tell these stories and yet on some level preserve the, the confidentiality for these operators. Well, I went to the National Security Advisors beginning with the Bush administration and going all the way up to the end of Trump. We wrote it before uh, Biden uh, got in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cooperated with me, all of them, wow. even the Obama people. I mean, they they wanted to tell the story. I told them we wouldn't quote them directly, and we didn't. I told them we wouldn't put anything in the book that would harm the United States' effort, and we didn't. But they all laid out, and there were about seven of them. Wow. Um, and they laid out what exactly happened in all of the incidents that we write. And we're, we're saying we put you on the ground for the bin Laden raid that opens the book. You'll see how Baghdadi got it, how Soleimani got it, how Boko Haram to this day, U.S. forces are in Africa on the ground uh, confronting those people. And then we end the book with the debacle in Afghanistan and how that happened, because people don't know how it happened. Um, And so it's, as you said, it keeps you up at night because every page has got, well, I didn't know that, you know. I'm going to tell you something, Bill. I, as I've said, and you know this, you, you've been gracious enough to be on this program so many times throughout the years. Uh, I love the Killing series. I own the Killing series, and this particular uh, entry in that series, it's number eleven. Uh, this one almost reads really like it's uh, like it's a suspense novel. I mean, it, it's just it is so well written, which we expect from you. But it, there's just there's something more about it. I tell you that it's 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 like your fingers stick to the page. They can't leave them. Well, it's personal. Yeah. And so I, I devote I dedicate the book to a family in my neighborhood here on Long Island that lost two sons. Yeah. And even if you didn't lose anyone directly, you know, the suffering. And then we write about Kayla Muller, the 26 year old Arizona humanitarian record worker who was kidnapped by ISIS, raped by al-Baghdadi, ultimately murdered by him, and how he taunted her parents. Her parents cooperated with us. And so when you're reading the book, it's all personal. I mean, you really want these these evil people to get it, and they do get it. So it's, it's almost reassuring that our country is so powerful that we do have the capacity to protect all Americans. And that story really isn't told that much. No, it isn't. And you do a tremendous job of doing it. I've only got about 60 seconds left, Bill. So I want to remind everybody about BillOReilly.com. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. I'd imagine you've got one or two suggestions for the, uh, for the yeah. dads in our well, Mother's lives, Day right? too. We have about 50-50 men women on BillOReilly.com. And as you mentioned, we have a big town hall on the book and anything else that people want to talk about. It's going to be live next Tuesday, 9 to 10. You can send me um, emails and texts, and, you know, I'll answer your questions. These are always a lot of fun. 
So we hope people will go to BillOReilly.com and sign up for premium membership. It's not expensive. makes a great gift. And if you do it, you get a free book. You get a free copy of Killing the Killers or any other killing book. So it makes it economical in this day when we're getting robbed by inflation of our money. We try to keep it so everybody wins. And I really appreciate you having me on, Jeff. It's very nice of you. You've always been very kind to us. And uh, when you finish the book, give me a call. We'll talk, we'll talk again. I love it. Bill, again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for making time for us. We urge everybody to reach out to BillOReilly.com. You hear Bill's updates throughout the course of the day on News Radio WRBA. You ought to be watching No Spin News and everything else that's on BillOReilly.com. And I didn't realize it was 50-50 male-female. All right, Mother's Day is coming up as yeah. well. Go to, yeah. <laughs> to BillOReilly.com. Make Bill. mom happy. There, there you go. go. We love it. Thank you, Bill. Okay, Jeff. See you. See you soon. That is uh, Bill O'Reilly. Good guy. By the way, I'll give you some details in the 4 o'clock hour. I think I'm going to be hanging out with O'Reilly uh, in about six weeks. It is 356. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.